Welcome back to the Offside Report, brought to you by Sportsmates EPL Live app. My name is Nick Guglielmino, and sitting alongside me, as always, is Al Jensen and Mitch Ball. And what a chaotic weekend of football it was. VAR controversies left, right, and centre. Liverpool and City drawing their respective fixtures. Arsenal dropped points for the first time this season. United have all of a sudden won four games on the trot. And the Foxes are in serious trouble after conceding five to Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, speaking of chaos, the UCL, uh, the Champions League fixtures, I should say, are back uh, this week. And this is about the time when uh, the fixture, uh, the fixture jam begins to ramp up. So, um, looking ahead to, we'll, we'll obviously look ahead to the uh, big week of fixtures coming up shortly. But uh, before we get into that. Uh, there's so much to cover off this week, boys, and I'll introduce you both first before we get stuck into it. Al, I'll start with you. Spurs undefeated after six games. Uh, you're in a good mood, so much so you've already packed your bags and you're heading over to England to prepare for the title parade. <laughs> yeah, you got to win a trophy first, absolutely. <laughs> um, but thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick. I'm, yeah, I'm going to England this week, uh, so hopefully go and try and get a match. <laughs> if I can yep. uh, but yep. very happy with the fact that we haven't lost a game yet mm. touch wood touch wood you, you've seen Conte in the flesh before at Tottenham haven't I you? have yeah I went, to the, you went. I went to watch uh, Brentford oh that's right Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yeah. and wasn't there a Covid outbreak shortly after you left there's a Covid outbreak the, the moment I got the f- as I flew in to Heathrow Omnicrom Omni whatever it is came out so are you going to now <laughs> spell the downfall again for England? Uh, well, for, for, everyone, everyone, for everyone, actually, yeah, it did spread <laughs> quite quickly. Well, I hope, hope not. Yeah, let's touch, touch wood. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, how are you going, mate? Um, United, again, you, you've walked into the office these first couple of days with the biggest grin on your face, giving me all the rubbish about Liverpool, but... You're yeah, that's, that, I think that's the thing. I, I actually don't think I've celebrated the fact United have won games. I think I've just been enjoying the fact Liverpool drop points <laughs> because there's been a few chirpy Liverpool supporters around the United office supporters. that I've just got to get my back on. And it's not even directed at you half the time. It's, it's the other Liverpool supporters. <laughs> so it has been quite fun. Uh, but no, look, obviously United are doing quite well. Oh, I don't want to say quite well, but they're scoring goals and they're winning games and that's, that's the important thing and it's three points. So it's a vast difference to what we saw last season. Uh, and what everyone said about the first two games, in, including myself. So, but the things have changed that are looking more positive. Mm, mm. Uh, early days, of course. Very yeah. early days. Very early days. Uh, and it's it's very typical of United supporters to be uh, talking about Liverpool, even though they're just completely irrelevant from well, any of the topics. La- you were relevant last week. But something, <laughs> something uh, making the back pages instead of Liverpool losing or United winning is VAR. And this is what I want to kick the podcast off with today. Uh, obviously, there were a number of controversial decisions over the weekend. Uh, again, so much so, the Premier League and the refereeing body has come out and, and already admitted that two of their VAR-advised decisions were incorrect. One of them being uh, Newcastle's disallowed goal. Uh, I think it was going to be an own goal on Ferguson. And the second being in the West Ham-Chelsea game where West Ham were... Denied, was it an equaliser or a winner? I think it would have put the equaliser. Equaliser. So they were 2 1 down. Yeah. um, And it was very late on as well. They lost it. That 
was a joke. Just the the West Ham one for me was the biggest. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. is just, he was out of the play. He actually made an effort to go over the top of me, like to jump over him. At no point was he trying to step on him or kick him or he was literally trying to jump and get out of the way and not hit him. And Mendy, if that's going to put you on the ground for 10 minutes, please. Oh, it's, uh, he should be put for it. 100%. It's... it's, 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 it's but the, 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 the play the, acting. It's crazy. Absolutely. But the, the, the fact is, is that the referee went to the screen, watched it, like all of us have watched it, like the whole world has watched it, and everyone seems to have come to a, uh, you know... A, the same decision that it, you know, it should have been a goal, except for the referee. And Tuchel. <laughs> yeah. He's come out saying it was a foul. How is that a foul? I mean, he used to play the game as well. well but he's not going to come out and go, you know what, guys? Oh, no, do you, do we you got what, one there. Do you know Do you know what they should do? These, these, these managers should come out and stop making excuses and going, oh, you know, should have been, yeah, definitely a foul. How is that a foul? It just, it wasn't. No. It, it, and it obviously isn't. They've, they've not rescinded mm. it. Sorry. You know, they, they've come out and said it was a mistake. So no, I, I, I agree. But no manager's going to come out and go, we got one lucky today. They're not going to admit that. They're not going to. Because I bet you Conte would. You reckon he would? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and although I like these decisions, uh, these, these announcements coming out that they have made a, uh, an incorrect call, as much as I do like that, because, you know, at least it clears things up and, you know, they've admitted to their mistakes. It, it must be frustrating from a West Ham perspective that you were robbed, you know, a point. And even in the Newcastle game, robbed three points. And looking across the other games, there was actually quite a few that they haven't really uh, made, made a comment on. But I would argue that there was about four or five other Interesting calls, Mitch. You you've already jumped onto me about one of them with the Virgil Van Dyke possible red card. Oh, I didn't even know about that. What happened there? Can you fill me in? Well, he seemed to have been just a little bit late to the challenge and caught uh, the Everton slice. Did he start slow? Would you say? Did he start slow? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, yeah okay. I guess so. Um, but yeah, Coutinho, he was d- denied a goal um, against Manchester City. Again, that would have been that, a winner. For me, that wasn't a VAR issue. That was a linesman putting his flag up too early. He should have let the play carry on. If Which he did, is what if they he did. meant to. And that, that's, that, that's the thing. It, well, it's not a VAR. And for VAR to come involved, well, the ref blew his whistle. So everything yeah. after that's irrelevant. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's the case. It's got nothing to do with VAR. VAR ruled by the letter of the law, which is a whistle was blown, the flag was raised. No matter what happens in the preceding second, even though the actions were... You know, already in play. Yeah. It, so it was it more of a, a linesman's mistake rather yeah, than a so, so it's, it, If it's an error by the linesman or the referee, linesman, assistant referee, yeah. Lino, Lino. Like, if it is, then surely that's what VAR's for. But that's it? but the players have reacted to But the players had technically stopped. And, and if play. you watch the video, you can. You see all the, the City players physically stop. Yeah. And, and as soon as they put their flag up, they've seen the linesman put his flag yeah. up. And they've all just... It probably would have been a goal anyway. Oh, well, but exactly. you just I'm can't. Not saying you, you can't. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're trying to say. You can't. Did the whistle know. go? Yes. It did. It, it did. did. Uh, and then, yeah, and, you, and there is a clear, there's there's a clear gap yeah. where the whistle's blown That's and enough. then the shot's taken. Yeah, but, the, 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 yeah, the, the fact is is that the linesmen shouldn't be raising the flag that early. They're, they're, they are uh, meant to let the play run. If it ends up in a goal, then you review it. So, yeah, that was an error. And, yeah, a pretty costly one as well because I don't even think Coutinho was offside. No, no one was. No one on that whole play was even close. 
Interesting. Like a, yeah, a, yeah. A good half a meter on So again, VAR should go back to it and go, oh, actually, that was a mistake. That I, th- is I a, think it's that clear and obvious. I know, it's not. It's the, not the, is it clear and obvious from the others, though? That we're talking about the others before that. So VAR, yeah. it's clear and obvious mistake has to, you know, override it. Mm. But in, in this instance, like the West Ham's goal, where's, yeah. where's the mistake there? Well, yeah. this is the thing. Well, I mean, I think because that was the game where it was Jared Gillette, wasn't it? Uh, the Australian referee. Was a, yeah. And he he obviously saw it and he goes, look, there's something here. I'm not reviewing on it, but I'm bringing, I'm making it aware to you. So I think it's unfair to say it's on him because all he's doing is making the referee aware of something that he may or may not have seen. But what, what what's he making him aware of? There's well, the nothing whole there. Kick, that, which is there's nothing there's there, but that, there's nothing, nothing there, there, but he doesn't want to make... Because if he doesn't get involved right and then every, and then it's on the other side... The yeah, all he's seen is many rolling on the ground. Yes, he's got the power to watch it again and again and again, yeah. but he always does speak to the, referer, uh, to the ref and go and look, this is what's happened. Yeah, yeah. And look, you need to look at this and make your decision, uh, you know, reviewing it. Yeah. Because either way, if Jared Gillett doesn't do that, he's probably got all the Chelsea fans down his neck. And the Premier League is probably going to hear all about it. Mm. There's nothing in it. Yeah. Um, a few other incidents as well. Uh, the McAllister for Brighton, he had a wonder goal wiped off. Like, it, it could have easily been goal of the season. Probably rightly r- ruled 100% off. 100% rightly. Like, there, there may have been a slight offside, but it was just one of those toenail offsides that we just hate seeing, especially... When it results. But they've increased that rule of thumb. So had this been last season, it would have been even further offside. Yeah. And we wouldn't be even having this conversation now. We just accept it and move on. Because they've given us that extra little bit of playroom, yeah. we now sit here and go, oh, but that was close. Well, last season it wasn't even near it. Yeah. Have you seen Connor Cody's goal against Liverpool? I did, yes. Some of the angles. <laughs> lately on This is oh. totally onside. Ow. So onside. I know, but if you're making... It- even even Small me, margins. who would love to see Liverpool drop another three points, yeah, he was offside. Have a look at the, this angle though. If you, you can, if you can provide the video footage, it's probably we'll, kind we'll, of from an angle. From, yeah, yeah but that's it. obviously an optical illusion. Exactly. No, but it is, and sometimes uh, that can happen with the camera angles they have. It does. Cause. Yes, there's no blanket, and that's the thing. There's no. Yeah. yeah. Even with the lines, every, sometimes every, the lines look dodgy. Every like, metre you had an extra camera just pointing down like, like a yeah. laser beam just across each pitch. Yeah. Well, that's it. If it breaks the beam, yeah. you're offside. If it doesn't, oh, yeah. yeah. Fair play. And, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, goals wiped off, Martinelli's opener at Old Trafford. I want to put it out there that I think that was a very soft foul on Ericsson and that should have been 1-0 so, so to Arsenal. It was a foul, though. I don't think it was. You, you just said, you it, just was said it was a very soft foul. Oh, it was. Therefore, a, it, it was, was a s- no, brilliant decision. <laughs> I think it was Honestly. soft. Again, I, I've seen, um, I've seen <laughs> worse fouls given. Um, yeah, sorry, no, less fouls given, less harsh fouls given um, for what I saw there. But did he get the ball? Did he get the player? I think so. The, well, it resulted in got, Arsenal he only goal. got the ball after pushing. And that's the thing. He, the the act of yeah. an illegal tackle is what gained him possession. Yeah. If, if he hadn't pushed in the back first and had his leg around, which tackling from behind is risky anyway, you, nine times out of ten you see that given, mm-hmm. it was always going to come back. Yeah, I'm going to so I'm going to be biased as well. Obviously, you know, watching it. Yeah, that's is good. Out, you're on my side. Once I'm enjoying it. Well, the, the, the reason context of the game, like for sixty minutes, Arsenal were amazing. Right. Well, for the yeah, majority of the game, to be honest with you, they, they we just caught them on the counter. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we will get to that in yeah. a sec. Um, 
Uh, yeah, but I, I just the reason I brought that one up was because I, I think United scored a similar goal a couple of seasons ago against Liverpool, or maybe it was last season. To be honest with you, you're Divock the only Arigi. one that would remember that. Oh, absolutely. I, I've got and, all these little moments. You wouldn't bring up the past. You wouldn't bring up the past. But you know why they, they stay season. in my mind? It's a new season. It's okay. Because we lose every title by one point. So I always look back at little moments that cost us a point Sounds here, a very point much there. like you just can't get it done in the big games. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a point, though. I mean, these things do change change the not just the game, the whole yeah. context of a, a game that you're playing, mm. right? But but then you know we can talk about oh we won't yeah. go there anyway. We're just not going to so go anywhere. Mistakes. No, no. But just a final question on this topic: VAR. Do you want it in the Premier League or not? I will say yes, mm-hmm. but they've got to learn how to use it, mm-hmm. right? And not just always look to the technology and go, right, that's it. But also use your common sense and also learn the game a bit more, refs. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that, that's it. It's The technology uh, is one thing, but it's the people behind it that's causing yeah. all the controversy because the vision's right there for you to look at. Apparently, they're going to be bringing in for the World Cup and for the Champions League starting tonight, uh, they're going to be using a new system that's, they're not going to have just a camera angle. It's going to be automated, like the 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 goal line technology. You know how it, yeah, you yeah. Know, how it's all done, centimeter perfect, and all that. So it's going to, um, yeah, it's going to be accurate. It's just whether they're going to introduce it into the Premier so League. So when we see Liverpool goal be money. outlined because of it, will you want it in the Premier League or not? Absolutely. Like if it, it, all it means is that it's just going to have more toenail offsides. It's that's the only thing. They're going to be the correct call, but it's just going to be really precise like goal line technology it is going to be to the absolute millimeter we almost need those cameras they've got at the end of 100 meter sprint yeah and you just get those images of them drawn out so you can really see it and the horses <laughs> this is, let's just go down that path why not like the, cr- like the cricket as well schnicko schnicko yeah, is like yeah but that doesn't help us with the offs well <laughs> so with var though ball tracking. Time, all of that all of that would be perfect but the amount of time they spend as well so all the guys, all the players are having a drink, waiting for a goal to be disallowed. Because most a big, of the time it's going to be and disallowed. And it's a big momentum change. Like, it does. And that, when you it take out that much it. of the game, the momentum can completely swing. Yep. Mm. And in a bad way too. So yeah. Ruins as, you know, as a spectacle, entertainment, it totally ruins it. Yeah. So yeah. they've got to learn how to use it, use it all, bin it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, Moving on, though, uh, the big game from the weekend, boys. Obviously, Manchester United's 3-1 win over Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal's first loss of the season. They've, the first game, they've dropped points this season, so there is now no uh, perfect record remaining in the league. Um, they obviously still remain top of the league, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I guess the story has to be about the Red Devils. Um, your boys, Mitch, obviously... Uh, four wins in a row, collected a maximum 12 points from their last four matches. It's the best run of form they've had since April 2021 under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, I mean, Eric Ten Hag, he came out and said that United are still far away from challenging the Premier League's elite. But, you know, as far as the table goes, uh, it doesn't seem like they're too far off despite that slow start to the season they've had. But I guess what did you make of that win? And, uh, I mean, were you impressed by what you saw? His comments correct. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not there yet. 
and, and no one should be getting too excited. This is just a very nice little runner of patches of games. Arsenal haven't really been tested too much in that first four goal, first five games of the year. Uh, you can say that United have had the ability now to play some games which are more testing in that sort of atmosphere, that, that big game pressure in terms of we had Liverpool two weeks ago. So we're already at that stage now. And look, no Premier League team should need a game to, you know, a bigger game to get ready for a big game. They should just already be there at that level. But there's no doubt that that, that went a long way in helping United. I feel like we all have also more settled on our squad now than we than we have been in the in the past, mm-hmm. which goes a long way into it. And I think players are still adjusting. Mm. There's there's no doubt about that. But I think the fact that we've got a settled back four now, more or less, is helping us immensely. Mm-hmm. And the physical presence of McTominay suddenly actually turned. You know, I think he's got less pressure now, considering he doesn't have to worry too much about what's behind him. I, think I don't think he's the right man for the job. Or, or Cas- Casemiro's breathing down his neck, so he's like... But he's got, to, he's got to pick it up. But either way, but that's the thing. When yeah. there's no competition for spots, you don't have that. And, you know, I've said the whole time our midfield was struggling, one, because I couldn't rely on who was at the back. Mm. They now can. And when you've got that ability to rely on... And then the adding of Ericsson helps immensely. And he wasn't the player that I wanted. I wanted that Casemiro, that CDM. But the fact is now there's two players that can pass the ball in Bruno and Ericsson, and it is helping us... Get out of the, it was helping us get out of trouble. Having uh, Martinez at the back, who is also happy to pass and play, wants to. Varane, who is just steady. He's just very steady. You know what you're going to get, consistent. It's something United haven't had in God knows how long. <laughs> so it, it, it all helps, but you can't get too far ahead. We're not, we're not back. We're not anything like that. We've got to do this for a whole year. Yeah. The, and that's, then that's the reality. This can all look really pretty now. But if it all goes south, you know, mid-season and end of year, then it's all for nothing. And that and that's the reality. Yeah, yeah. We have seen that happen a few times over the years. So definitely a good point, Al. No, I was going to say it was good. I thought it could have gone either way. Both, that, you know, both teams could have won it, really. Arsenal said dominated for 60 minutes. They had the goal chalked off. If, they, if that had, you know, stayed, then, uh, you know, if it, that would that goal wasn't disallowed then you're thinking completely changes the whole context of the game as I said uh, they'll probably go on, on, on and win that mm. um, I'll tell you what that Anthony looks pretty good doesn't he it's not a bad little pick up it's, <laughs> he's, he's done alright scored his goal first, apparently first Brazilian to score on a home de- debut so um, that's doing? pretty good in the Premier League apparently to be honest with you even having Ronaldo stand up and clap rather than probably sit and put his hand in his head going <laughs> I'm never going to get a game that that I think also carries a lot of weight and the fact that straight away Anthony praised him after the game uh, and was just you know I couldn't believe he was playing well in the same team and everything else so that I think th- there's a lot of weight and now all of a sudden and maybe he has actually taken this role if he's going to actually help the team progress and help the young younger players come through that's what he's there for and that's when yeah. he's worth, that's when you're happy to almost pay him what he's getting paid if he's going to benefit these young players coming through. Same as what Varane should be doing, and he gets to start, but that's different. Casemiro should be doing this with McTominay and every other young midfielder at United. And then we'll, see, then we'll reap benefits in two, three, four years' time. Yeah, and that, that's where having those older, senior, that have done it all, that's where it pays off. Mm. Yeah, there's, yeah, I guess that's, that's the reason why you, you splash the cash. Um, lift the standards around the whole team and hope there's a ripple effect but yeah talking about splashing the cash and I know we brought it up last <laughs> week or the week before you know Man United have spent 1.1 billion pounds in the last decade on players the most of any club in the world second is Man- Manchester City what are they it's not surprising 
probably about 990 million or whatever. <laughs> Just under financial fair play, wherever that sits. Absolutely. But yeah. does it mean that Manchester is the richest city in the world? I feel like Everyone wants to fact. go there. <laughs> but you know, 1.1 billion is a lot of money and people mm. saying they don't, they don't, they don't you know, put their hands yeah. in their, their pockets. Mm. And, just I, got some and I don't shit. have the fact from the other side, players. but is, is that net or is that like... Oh, no, he, they would take 1.1 billion out of the club as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah, they're obviously in debt, but it's just it just means it, you, you're just getting the wrong players and maybe this no, that, time... And that's the thing, it's always been... And that got, has been the issue. Look at the cash we splashed on Maguire. Before yeah. that, we brought Pogba back in for what? He didn't bring anything. We, yeah, we've spent money... Stuff, yeah. We've spent mil. money in some seriously like poor places. And that's the thing, there's clearly... And, and look at the players Ten Hag's got. He's gone and got players that he's coached. He knows exactly what he's going to get from them. Yeah. And th there's yeah. no shocks about the fact that the season's turned around on the back of that. Because, one, these players are coming in with full confidence that this manager backs them. Two, Ten Hag knows exactly what he's going to get because he knows exactly how they play. So he goes... And he's, and he's clearly... There's got to be some form of... He's come over, he's seen what's in the Premier League. He knows how teams play now. And he goes, you know what, you'll fit, you'll fit, you'll fit. Let's come in, and and that's what I think that's what we're actually seeing. And again, it started pretty. It's got to continue that way. But right now, that you've got to say that those players are fitting into the prep. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Mm. Actually, interesting fact as well. Maguire came on. I think he subbed on. I don't know what time what, what time it was in the match, but he came on. Got booked in less than a minute. Is that a Premier League record? I mean, I don't there. know, but you've seen that. <laughs> what's going on there? Um, a lot going on there with Maguire, obviously. But what about Arsenal? Um, what what changes with them? I guess like obviously lost the game. I I honestly thought they they played pretty well. Probably the three one scoreline doesn't do them any justice. I wouldn't say they deserved to win because they mm. were obviously in the end they they didn't create enough chances and they were a bit uh, ill disciplined at the back. But yeah. I was going to say, they, made, they had a lot of chances. I yeah. think maybe shots off target. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But they, they did. They were quite quite good. Actually, this, you know. They only conceded the third goal because they were pushing up, trying to score yep. an equaliser. And, and, you know, if that's how Arteta's going to play his games this year, he's going to go, well, what's the difference between a draw and three points? Well, quite a bit. Mm. But, you know, either way, they were going to drop points in that game. They were down 2-1. So, see, they what's 2-1 or 3-1? A team like Arsenal's not going to lose the season on points different on, on yeah. goal difference. Sorry, they're going to lose it because they're two points behind the leader, three points behind the leader. So if he if that's why he's going to play this season, Arsenal's going to be exciting to watch. And I, I don't think they did much wrong. It's just, it's just literally that that final execution wasn't there. Yeah. And I, I'm not too worried if I was an Arsenal fan. Not mm. at all. Mm. I think they'll they'll bounce back next next game. I yeah. Hope. Well, that's interesting for me. It's going to, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do bounce back because in the first five weeks, they, they've sort of ridden that wave of momentum. There was a few games there where they just escaped with the three points against some lesser teams, but um, are they coming out of that game against United, first loss of the season, are they still going to have that momentum to push them on to win? Are they going to be mature about it? They're obviously a very young team. I don't know. We're going to end, of course, the introduction to Europa League football this week for them. And, you know, how's that going to affect them? Uh, do they have the depth to still produce results um, in the Premier League um, when, when they're dealing with midweek football? Well, it's not midweek. It's Thursday football, actually. <laughs> Europa. He just wanted um, to point that out. I just want to say that. <laughs> uh, unlucky. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they could get 
see see what happens on on Thursday. That the Sunday games or the Monday games after that, they always there's always a a bit of a uh, bit of a hangover. Mm. I think the Champions League teams like Tottenham, um, <laughs> they uh, you know Go they've got a game this. game this week Champions League um, <laughs> on a Wednesday. What league? Champions League. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Thought I missed it. Not Conference League. <laughs> hey, uh, it's a serious anyway. tournament. If Jose wins it, it's a serious tournament. Yeah, that's true. Right, we'll talk about Jose. They lost 4 0 at the weekend. I stand by my point. Uh, Udinese. Ud- Ud- Udoji, our new left back, wing back that doesn't play for us. Anyway, we won't go into that. Sunday is always a bit of a hangover. Yeah. So we'll see how they, you know, yeah. they cope with that, as you said. Yeah, as you no. pointed out, and I've just been blabbing for the last five No, years. no, I'm glad you've really made us aware that it's Europa League football and they're playing on a Thursday yep. night and not a Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's very true. Um, yeah, that's... Um, Iconic that's music for the for. Europa? What's the music? Don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, another team playing in the Champions League and who have actually won a Champions League, Al. Liverpool. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> against Tottenham. Uh, they unfortunately slipped up again um, this season. <laughs> You're not going to get any sympathy out of him from that. <laughs> yeah. just no, no, him well, no, we could do. We could do, talk about VAR and the mistake they made for the penalty. Yeah, I they mean, ruined the whole game. But anyway, that wasn't the VAR. That was just <laughs> a bad rule. The Merseyside derby. If it's not a Liverpool smashing or a last-minute goal, it's it's going to be a nil-all draw. I feel like it's always one of the three. Um, <laughs> I mean, it has to be one of the three. Oh, that's good by you. Yeah. Correct. You either win, you can lose, it's or you can draw. I believe I did options. not mention a loss at all, although it has it did happen a couple of years ago, but that was just the one-off in the COVID-affected year. It's a, near laws, all I'm saying are the, the scoreless draws, they are very common when it comes to Merseyside derbies. If Liverpool so aren't Liverpool just don't get big games. Sometimes, yeah. It's just, I don't know, Everton just rise for the occasion, Pickford rises well, for the occasion, and that's exactly what happened on the weekend. It's whoever scores more goals and the other team wins, right? I do, find, yeah, that. I do yeah. find that. I've noticed it's that, It's a good point. <laughs> but, but you hit the post, hit the bar, hit the oh. inside of the like, post. The, should you get like, a point for hitting, should you get half a goal for hitting the post? I think so. I think so. Only when it oh, favours us, shot. though. Only when it favours us. Get a point and then the old... Uh, <laughs> That's it. What has it go? Yeah. The flag? AFL style. Just a single flag and then double for the... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it was a gripping game. Pickford, uh, man of the match, definitely. Eight saves. He was phenomenal. Um, it has to be said, as, as much as I dislike him, um, as much as he grinds my gears... But, yeah, Jurgen Klopp, he declared, um, I mean, he said, pretty much said that Liverpool did everything they could to win. And I don't know if I believe that fully. I think they could have done a bit more. I know they did hit the post a few times and Pickford's heroics were there. But um, the issues are obviously surrounding their star man, the one that they recently gave a contract to, Mohamed Salah, hasn't been producing the numbers mm. of seasons gone by, um, not just on the goals, but... Uh, just in the normal uh, just field of play. To um, be honest with you, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, I don't think right. that's your biggest issue. Okay. I Here think your go. biggest issue came down to the fact that Klopp made a decision to, coming off straight off a three-game ban, let's put Nunes straight into the starting oh, lineup. And to be honest? No, that's, that, that says a lot about, that's <laughs> man management, as far as I'm concerned. You cannot, you're almost rewarding his behaviour. And you're saying that no one else can do the job he's going to do and you're rushing him back into the squad. I think the message that sends to to your Jotters, to your Bobby that he dropped, because what did Bobby do wrong? 
Nothing better. I mean, he played midweek, and Bobby's obviously not the Bobby he was a few years ago. Um, and well, he was, he was two weeks ago. He was the best was, player in the league. He was, and then he played again midweek, and then but, but you're, you're and then you got a Champions player, League this week. But you're, you're seriously, you're, you've just bought like Klopp has just turned around and gone. We need this player to start to put us to give us any chance. I, I just I disagree. He's he's gone headbutted a player. He's it's not like, it, but it's <laughs> not like why I a, wanted him on there. Too. But it's not like it's two <laughs> yellows of, of, of you know semi bad tackles in the second. He's actually a violent conduct, and Klopp's gone straight away. Oh, you're back in. You can start. I just think that's yeah, poor man management. Maybe he's in the training, right? He's scoring. Well, that's it. Scoring that's top bins in the training. Put him back, back into the. Well, it's good uh, that he did. The he, well, that's and that's exactly what he did on you know the other night, and that's why you won. The, oh, sorry, no, it didn't replicate. <laughs> look, look. When, when I no, saw the team hit, sheet, hit the post hit the bar. I was happy when I saw the team sheet. I'll be honest with you. Um, not, uh, yeah, I, I don't just, think no, your average fan's going to complain, but as far no. as I'm concerned, I'm just saying it wasn't an injury. He he has been training, like Al mentions. Just throwing back in there. I think he's a better option to have than. Um, Bobby Firmino, again, we knew Everton were going to sit back, play that number nine. I just think it's a very interesting, it, it just from a pure coaching perspective and man management and your, the confidence you're putting into your personnel, I just think it sends the inc- incorrect mm-hmm. messages to your team. And that, that's, that's how I look at it from a coaching side of things. That's, I just would never put myself, because yeah. it just, you want to install faith in these guys. And you've not started the season well, so straight away you're saying, you're effectively telling your team Nunes is the reason we haven't been scoring goals and winning games. Uh, you rushed him back in. You've just you've coffered. That's, that's how it, I look. I, like, yeah, no, it, it's deep, a fair point. I, I do respect your opinion and, and that's the first. point you've made. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think again, suspension aside and everything, you got to. This is an important time to be managing fitness. Um, obviously, massive congestion with the fixtures at the moment and Liverpool's injury situation at the moment. Like if Jota was fully fit and wasn't just starting on the bench in his first game back, probably would have started ahead of Nunes. I just think it was just a pure matter of fact that uh, Bobby had played two games in the space of four four days, five days or whatever. I don't know, but I think Jurgen Klopp as well has, has some uh, brownie points on his side <laughs> in terms of uh, man management and all that sort of stuff. So... Um, yeah, and you're gonna drop Salah as well. You're gonna drop Salah from your FPL team. Probably. It's the same, to be honest with you, it's the same as Son, right? So yeah, I mean, banging anything, is it scoring, lack of confidence. Both um, shared the uh, golden boot last year, yes. last season. The curse of the golden boot last there we season. Go. Maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. It must be a curse because there's just no other reason why Salah wouldn't <laughs> be banging them in. I think a will come back to you next year on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, yeah, it's a fair point. But yeah, obviously Salah, that, that's, the, that's the question I wanted to ask you guys. What is going on with Mo Salah? Um, obviously, I think I'll start it off. Just to, no, We know, you've got to get this off your chest. It's okay. Well, the situation, the way Liverpool used to play with the front three, obviously with Mane, Salah on each wing, Bobby in the centre playing that false mm-hmm. nine, that's obviously going to give... Uh, that obviously gave Mane and Salah uh, the best opportunities to score, cut inside, play more central, play more forward. And now, uh, at the moment, Salah's, every time he receives the ball, he's absolutely, he's like almost right on the touchline. He's so far out wide. And I guess that's what comes with bringing in a a proper number nine like Nunes. It's just going to change the way Liverpool are playing. And I think it's going to take a bit of... Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a transition period. It's going to take time to adapt. And you know what? I'm going to put it out there. 
right now. And Gordo, the producer, you can clip this up. I still think Liverpool are winning the league. I, I still think they're winning the league. Um, they obviously haven't got off to the best start. <laughs> Mitch is a bit shocked. He wasn't <laughs> expecting this. No, but I, I, mean, I just can't be shocked by, by it. But yeah, I wasn't mate, expecting it. Mate, a couple of years ago, Manchester City, in the COVID year, they come out. Nine games. After nine games, they were sitting 13th. Four wins, three draws, two losses, sitting 13th. And then I, I, I remember this clearly because Liverpool are on top of the league and people were saying, it's done. Like, it, it's Liverpool's to lose. City are gone. And then they go, exactly on, they go on a 17-game unbeaten run, middle of the season. 13 of them were wins in a row. Um, and then they just blow away every other team. They won the league by, I can't remember how much, but eight points, ten points or something like that. United was second. Um, and yeah, this season is very similar for Liverpool. It's a bit of a transition period. Six games in, two wins, three draws, one loss. Still only five points behind Manchester City. And there is a World Cup in a couple of months that is going to have a very similar impact to what COVID had a couple of years ago in terms of oh. fatigue, in terms of players out, mm. uh, injuries, whatever. Except and Liverpool there is just still get through this unaffected because they, how many players they, do you have going? Not not much. Not that's as that's much, my vote. <laughs> not as much as Manchester City. No, it's pretty much every player in the City team outside of Haaland, which I'd argue is almost scarier because he's only going to be doing one thing in that whole period. But, I mean, ha- Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne, they're, they're, when it comes to injuries, touch wood, I want them to play. But oh, all right. it takes is one injury to... And, and, and they've, you know, had their fair share and, of injuries the over thing, the last few years. One injury. You're already complaining about your depth. You're saying oh. your midfield's your issue. So yep. right now you're going to say you're going to go on a 17-game unbeaten streak to win the league when you... <laughs> well, we're not as far... Team. Luckily, we're not as far behind as what City were that year. But, um, yeah, obviously, I, I hope we're starting to get a couple of players back. Jota, Thiago. Hopefully, this is the end of the little injury crisis we've had and the World Cup might be a good rest for a few players, including Salah. I am still backing in Liverpool. We know. We're not sure. There you go. You just said it. And Salah will, will come good as well. At the moment, he's obviously missing Mane. Mm. Yep, I think Mane's he's missing by, by Salah himself. as well. Yeah. I think Bayern dropped points again um, in oh, the Bundesliga. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. yeah, anyway, go on. No, no, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I'm just saying, yeah, Liverpool still for fight, yeah, the, the title, potentially. Yeah. I don't know. Not sure. It's, it's a big but, call, obviously. Yeah, it's it's still early days. It is. And plenty still to... Uh, unravel as the season progresses, but yeah, anything to add to that, Mitch? I'm not going to go against this Liverpool <laughs> stuff. There's no point. It's well, we'll talk about City because they did. Oh, I think City are, again are a team that haven't been playing their best football, no. and they weren't at their best again against uh, Aston Villa on the weekend. And it's a pity this draw came this week and not on the final day of last season. <laughs> For obvious reasons, but Erling Haaland, <laughs> Erling Haaland, we can't minutes. escape. Yeah, we can't escape the Liverpool chat. It's just... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's what you get for making me host. But I might, I might <laughs> just go out and get a cup of tea. Erling Haaland uh, netted his tenth goal of the season already. I know. He's an absolute good. machine. His seventh goal in three games, in in just over a week. The seventh goal. It's it's quite remarkable. Uh, Leon Bailey pegged one back um, for Aston Villa. We spoke about the controversy around Coutinho's goal Mental. being wiped out. Um, but, I mean, does City have anything to worry about? Um, Pep came no. out after the game and 
bemoaned. You sort of you sort of alluded to Liverpool's issues in terms of you. They finally got a real nine, so it's changed the way they're playing. Well, City are in the exact same boat. Yeah, they've gone from not playing with a nine for however many years. It's been quite a few because you. I mean, Aguero didn't play that many minutes to the in the last couple of seasons. He, he was really down. Jesus was not playing as a nine, so this is their first season with a nine. And you saw in their first game that De Bruyne was just flicking balls over to the. <laughs> to, it wasn't. It wasn't the city we're used to seeing. Yeah. So there is this adjustment period of what they're doing, and, and they haven't found what they're going to stick with just yet. The reality is, if you just put it in the box, you're probably going to score more than you're not, because Alan's just not going to miss. Oh, that ball from um, De Bruyne for the goal is just oh, sublime. He's, he's a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Haaland's banging in this many goals. It's it's not hard to see why when you've got De Bruyne playing behind him, Cancelo, and I mean any of the City midfielders really. I do, I do think everyone again, it's Premier League, and like you know, it changes week on week. Like Haaland at the start of the season, going, oh, he hasn't. He only had eight touches on the ball, didn't have a shot. Oh, he's he's not gonna. But that that's you know, what he. Not, we but we that's spoke about this in the change, office. That's what I'm saying. We're changing every week, right? You score scores a few goals, score a hat trick, and everyone's going, he's gonna get. You know, he's gonna beat Shearer's record of 260 goals. Just so this, goals. just this season, though. And, and not even. <laughs> even Gary Lineker came out and said, oh, he's gonna. I don't know if this is in jest, but he's gonna get there before Harry Kane. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. calm down a bit. Yeah. It's ten goals. It's great. It's a great start, but we know all what could happen. You could get injured. Absolutely. It's, and it's, Jamie Carragher as well. He went the next level and said he would be the. He's going to be the best Premier League player of yeah. all time. See, it's just nuts. <laughs> it's mental. Right? Yeah. I love. I love the. You know, it's just you just got to. You don't know what's going to happen. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it, he does play well. And it's mm. exciting to watch. He's. He's, he's got that. Ibrahimovic sort of, you yeah. know, he's, he's similar to that. And he's know, got that swagger too. Like just with pace. <laughs> Same haircut. Mm. Yeah. No. Blonde Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Again, with pace and almost, no. yeah. But no. Yeah, he's an and a little bit like Van, Van, Van Nistelrooy, so he's good, a good poacher as well. Yes. Yeah, he's the, he's the complete package for a striker. He does mm. everything. Um, yeah, there's really no fault when it comes to Erling Haaland and it will just come down to oh, if he's able to stay on the pitch, um, yeah. stay fit and yeah, it'll be a wait and see. But yeah, I, I, I can't see uh, City really dropping off that much when they've got the likes of him mm. leading the line. Um, still not win the league though, right? No, they'll they'll drop Not this the, season. They'll lose by about twenty points, I think. I think that's what uh, Nick was alluding to. So, <laughs> not not twenty, maybe maybe two. But <laughs> um, Brighton, they win again. They're in the top four, still. I, I yeah, go on. He's, he, no, finish your finish your intro. But I was just saying, this is. I just wanted to know. Obviously, beating Leicester five two. Um, it was. I think they drew last or oh, midweek. They lost. Yeah, they lost against Fulham. Yes, correct. Two one. So we'll Mitrovic, my boy Mitrovic again. Yeah, like he did at the weekend, scoring goals for fun. Sorry, he is. Yeah, no. Speaking of Haaland, Mitrovic as well. It's a good. It's a good shout. But yeah, the Seagulls. Um, we thought they may have started to drop off, and then just I know it's Leicester and they're sitting bottom of the league, but to smash five goals in just like that, and with the players they've lost, yeah, this season, last mm. season, Basuma, Morpay, Cucurella. Uh, um, ben White last year. I mean, that's four, not just ordinary players, they're key pillars. So how are they doing it? That's, that's the question. 
It's not the question I was hoping you were going to ask. I prepared for a different one. Oh, go for <laughs> it. Go. No, you, you take the, qu- the question I was hoping for was, you know, are they much better than they were last year? And that's what I was going to hit you with. So this year they've they played. They've won four games. Mm-hmm. They've drawn one. They've lost one. Mm-hmm. They've uh, had five goals. They've conceded five goals, and they've scored eight. Sorry, that was last year. Sorry, this year they've started with four wins, one draw, one loss. The exact same, just in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. They've also conceded five. It's the exact same. This year they've just managed to score three more. It's the same Brighton that started last year. This is what they did, the exact same, and then we all said it. They fantastic start. What's going to happen in the middle of the year? They dropped off because they couldn't keep up with the intensity, and they came home strong again and I think finished 10th or somewhere mm-hmm. around the mid-table. Okay. Fantastic. And for the club they are, for the money they spend, brilliant. But this is still the same Brighton for me that... Let's see what they do in the middle of the year if they can keep this up. I guess everyone's expecting a drop off though from Brighton. And but if you're going to start this flurry, like this is yeah. the thing. This is this is the difference between a team that, and I know there's a lot of pressure. You can't stick with these big. And I'm not saying you're sticking with the big six mm. because that's not. They just don't have the depth of players. They just don't. They're starting eleven. Most of them wouldn't start or be on the bench for half those big mm. six teams. So I'm not saying stick with them, but can they be that West Ham? The next step up is all they've got to do. The difference is. They just don't have that mid-season drop-off, or it's not as drastic. It's not a loss; it's a draw. Yeah. And that's the thing. And last year we saw a very good start to it. Well, the year, sorry, they've been consistent the last few years, but last year was I think they really come onto the scene. So this year, what are they going to do this mid-season part, which yeah. could be leading in and like probably two, three weeks either side of the World Cup. What are we going to see from them? Hmm. And if they still take points, I think we've actually seen a better, much better Brighton than we are last than we were last year. That's it. Regardless of what happens, really, ever since Brighton came out, um, came came up, sorry, um, into the Premier League, it, I just feel like they were just one of those teams that everyone was just expecting to go straight back down, a bit like a Huddersfield or something like that. But and Norwich, and then they, they were kind of in no man's land for a couple of seasons, and then everyone started predicting them to go down, and it just never happened, and they've just slowly built up, 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 and it started last season or even the year before where they started to show signs. And they, they obviously want to become an established Premier League team. They want to be the next West Ham. They want to be, yeah, the next Aston Villa or Leicester who can, you know, finish in the top six. And if they're doing it without the signings, they've, you know, that other teams are making, um, splashing big cash and doing it with what they've got and with the manager they've got, the tactics. Well, that's the thing. It all comes down to Graham Potter. Graham, I was going to say. So Graham Potter, yeah, he is definitely the you know, manager of the month. I don't yeah. care about Arteta. Winning five, managing well, We know you don't. <laughs> I mean, he's, didn't, didn't they beat Man United as well, Brighton? In that start of the season? Start of the first, season, probably. First, yeah. first game, 2-1 yeah. so, at Old Trafford. You've know, yeah. you got to compare the games from what they did last year to these games. Oh, I haven't, and look, I didn't go into that detail of it. But, I'll and, be honest, it was a very quick search, but <laughs> yes. And a transition period. He, he, Graham Potter doesn't make any excuses for it. Yeah. He no. goes, oh, well, you know, we've, we've lost Basuma. Integral part, you know, all, all the those pi- players. The pitch is never too dry. Could, put it yeah, that way. He doesn't make excuses. He moves on. He gives benefit to the the other team if they <laughs> lose. You know, yeah. He, he, he's just he's just an all round decent decent lad as well as, as being. <laughs> a, but you want to play. You the players want to play for him. And yeah. They, and the, the squad he gets out the squad what he has. He's not going to go. Ah, oh, you know the board hasn't given me this much or. Oh yeah, look at us. We're, we're languishing at the bottom of the league because we've lost this player, this player. They've lost three players as well, and they've brought in some talent. But you know, those integral, integral squad members from last year. They, Absolutely, yeah. And he doesn't make any excuses for it. It's only a matter of time, really, before 
I think he gets picked up by one of the big clubs. Yeah, well, we sh- they should have done that before. I think he should be going to the likes of United. Instead the of likes Mark. Of, yeah. Who would you rather miss? Gone, gone to all well, of those. Well, right now I can't say anything else, can I? No, of course not. But I it's, mean, it's and, and Ten Hag was the first. Like we're seeing it now, and I don't want to die, you know, go too far away from Brighton, but his comments in the media that's not a person like if that was Ole he'd be over the moon he'd be telling his players are the best things since sliced bread <laughs> Ten Hag saying the bar's here you're not there yet sure and that's what that's what, that's what I wanted Zidane for because I knew he'd do that I didn't know if Ten Hag would do that and oh, he's in spades and it's, it's what we needed Graham Potter he's that same no excuse no frills it's either you won the game or you didn't this is why you didn't and this is why we did and that's perfect but it will be it'll be interesting to see which you know in terms of Tuchel hmm you know, if a big club does go, it's, it's a, it's definitely a, a gamble. But also, why would he want to leave Brighton? If that's he, if, big, if he that's can get question. Brighton to, yeah. uh, deep into a, a, you know, Carabao Cup or FA Cup or yeah. anything, you know, a high finish, he can go down as a, as a legend of that club. He, and he should be already. He should be very high up esteemed in terms of the managerial prospects because what's he done wrong? It's yeah. just it's been a fantastic tenure so far. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and on the complete contrary to Brighton as well is Leicester because they, like, in a very similar case, they've lost key players this off-season over the last couple of years and they have just capitulated completely. One point uh, after the first six games. And my pre-season tip was Brendan Rodgers to go first. Um, I didn't expect this bad of a start, though, from Leicester. I didn't expect them to be 20th after six games with one point. And they ended up keeping Madison, which is, I guess, a big boost. And there are still key players in there, in that team. So, yeah, to lose 5-2 to Brighton, to be where they are, languishing at the bottom end of the table. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, questions need to be asked now. Is, is, is it a managerial thing? Is it a system thing that Brendan Rodgers just isn't getting enough out of the players? Or is it, you know, a situation with the board and not reinvesting... All of the above? Yeah. Probably all of the above. I mean, Fafana, it was, it was some odd comments during the week. Obviously, he left for Chelsea. And then he came out a bit of a swipe you know, to Brendan Rodgers. And then, then the next day, it was like, oh, no, he's, he's, his Instagram or his, his Twitter account was, was hacked. And it wasn't, wasn't actually him saying he's a good lad. You know, it's just, just, just odd. It's just an odd situation, isn't it? Mm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Now, have they lost lots of money? Obviously, they, they need the money. They're not buying anyone. But yeah. this, this is the thing. Are they just going, you know what? We're done now. <laughs> we had our run. We're not going to be We can't get the same players than we, we had. Do you Let's think that's keep, it? Do you think they well, can actually get relegated? Everyone can get relegated. <laughs> I mean, you, you would expect but, that they've been in the top half well, of the table. Hang on. For a we, while. we expect it because literally, if, we're, if, if this was the Leicester that didn't, and, we, and that we take out that 2015 16. Mm hmm. Are we even talking about this as a massive talking point right now? We're not. We're probably not shocked that they're no, there. Not really? Like, and this is the thing. They they said that, that winning that league was probably the best, uh, and you can't change it. They, they've invested all their money into their training facilities, and they are phenomenal. And for that reason, if they can just continue producing kids and, and good young players, and then whether they come through there and then they sell them or they come through and they actually make it to the first team, then they go whatever. But there doesn't seem to be any massive succession plan right yep. now. And that's, and that's the reality. Whether that's coming in two or three years' time when at this stage they could be in the championship, that's, yeah. it's, it's a possibility because Vardy's not the same player he was two or three years ago because he, was, he wasn't that young when he first came in either. 
Indianatro has never really hit the heights he should have. Like, he, he was touted to at one stage. Dakar came in last year and looked good, but then he never never kicked on. There's all these players that just haven't really taken that next Madison. level. Madison is, you know, every every team, every big club was linked to him at one stage. Mm. None of them are bought him. And it can't and just be it, as well. It can't just be a dollar thing. It yeah. cannot just be a dollar thing. So Well, a pound thing, really. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> sterling. Sterling. Speaking <laughs> of sterling, they are not not racking sterling, but <laughs> pounds, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there are financial <laughs> concerns at Leicester. There must be, um, must be serious financial concerns. They've made a loss of 120 million pounds over three years and um, they're braced for another massive fall and um, upwards of almost 300 pounds. So I think their owners, they've had issues over COVID. I think they've lost a lot of money. Their major sponsor, King Power, they've had issues as well, um, obviously being a tourism company. Uh, so I think when, when a player like Fafana gets sold, what, what was it for, Al? 70, 80 million 70 quid? Million. Yep. That, that money obviously isn't going to be reinvested into this team. It's going to be going straight into the the um, the bank account. And that was clearly, let's pick a number where if we lose him, we'll be annoyed, but it'll help us keep the lights on for it. Well, know, that's it. And how, how many stories do we hear of teams going into bankruptcy or like going down the, the mm. you know, the football pyramids uh, because of issues like this? You know, bankruptcy obviously results in selling your best players for... Fees sometimes a lot less than what they they're worth just to just to make ends meet and that obviously results in them getting relegated and yeah. not coming back up. Portsmouth's one of them. Uh, Leeds were one of them, and Leicester could be the next one. Uh, this, we've we've seen this uh, happen so many times. So it's going to be Blackburn. It could be, be it could be a Leicester back in the nineties. You know they won the the Premier League with yeah. Shearer and Co. Yeah, um, and then you know got re- relegated in within a. Uh, a decade and it I hope not I hope it doesn't happen with Leicester well yeah obviously no, you never want to see it happen mm. absolutely a couple of quick fire questions boys um, and I'm going to ping to you was Parker the issue all mm. along at Bournemouth go Al uh, <laughs> go Mitch sorry go Mitch just because they came out and won 3-2 and I think they, they scored a draw midweek they got a draw, well. And they got a draw yeah, midweek. So yeah. undefeated there's, there's a lot. There's, there's <laughs> a lot to it, though. Like, clearly he didn't... He came out early season and he tried to... Whether we're going to put it down as motivating or he literally just had no faith in his players. He smashed them early before the... I mean, pre-season. So yeah. what, what did you expect these players to want to play for him? And look, it could have gone either way. It might have worked. Yeah. It didn't. So these players are now turning around and going, well, we're playing for a new manager. It's different. The style might have, I haven't looked into it too much, but the play style might have changed slightly. There's all these little things, but long story short, you can say, yeah, he was, but he's also the man that got him promoted to the Premier League that had a fantastic season in the Championship that wasn't able to buy necessarily the players maybe he wanted. And yes, they've now got results, but it's still... Keep in mind, they lost to City. Like, is that a negative... Is that is that a sackable offence these Liverpool days? Because there's Arsenal. a lot yeah. of coaches that will get the sack if that's, if that's the, you know, and the reason. And they won the first game as well yeah. into the season so it's, it's it's incredible to think that that's that can that's the only reason so I no he's not the issue mm-hmm. he was the scapegoat and whether they they kind of save money because they would have had to pay him out but I'm sure there's more to that story again mm. yeah uh, update on who's winning the loser palooza stakes Gerard or Lampard actually neither of them lost on the weekend but does that change anything in terms of the pressure on Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard, Al. 
Um, I actually, well, again, it's only six games in. Yeah, they've lost a few, but they did actually. You know, Everton did all right. I thought against Liverpool, I know they they were quite, quite lucky, but no, um, they they could have easily won as well. To be quite, Villa fair, could have, Villa could have beaten City two one. <laughs> Hang on, did you say Everton could have easily won? Easily, I mean, they had a very oh, they had a goal talked off, but it was millimeters since. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was millimeters now. It oh. started off as a meter offside. <laughs> well, I'm not getting into it again. I saw it. It was uh, well onside, uh, but you know I didn't have my, my specs on, um, like most of the refs in the Premier League and the VAR. Uh, but anyway, what was I saying? Gerard Lampard. Yeah, I think I think it was a good good result. You know, one-one against City is brilliant result. So mm. that would hopefully, you know, I think they've got a good squad. He's got a good team. So. I think it'd be alright. Still alive. Still, Still alive. alive. I like that. Um, and final one, boys. Diogo Costa. Uh, <laughs> does he? Does he still have anything left in the tank to give to Wolves? Because they are tracking him down and yes. they want him because they are also in the relegation yes. zone. He's a striker. Yeah. He knows what he's doing up that end of the pitch. <laughs> but how old is he? Doesn't matter. Thirty-eight, I think. Is he actually? I don't think he's thirty-eight. No, I don't. Think is he not? So. Oh, no, I can no, make I things up. So. I'll talk to it either way. <laughs> Yeah, he knows what he's doing he up that he end of the pitch. He looks about 40. Yeah. He, he, he looks about 50. But all they've got to do is put the ball near him, around, in and around that box, and it's gonna. it can only be beneficial for them. And that's the reality. Okay, I've really added on some years. 33. Before. 33. Yeah, really not helping. Almost him out there. 34. So you're but in my defence, he does look 50. He yeah, does. He, does. Oh, does. Always, he looked 50 but when he was born. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good player. And, and that sort of class up top, as long as I can find him in the box, and they've got... Let's be honest, Wolves have a lot of ageing players. Jan Montino is 37. I looked that one up. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter so about the age if, if they've still got it. If they've no, still got st- it, still that's it. Or, or he, can just sit, he can just relax in the box, and as long as they find him, he can do a job. Premier League's a big step up from doing absolutely yeah, but he's done nothing it before. for a year. He's done it before mm. in he? the Premier League. Yeah, he's got a few goals, hasn't he? Oh, he's, oh, he's done it, yeah. I mean, what, how long are we talking? Eight years ago? Eight oh, years ago? Still, still scored 52. Happy yeah. to go, you know, he'll, he'll score a few goals for sure. Do you want to put a number on it? If he does. Um, 45. No, I mean, in the Premier League this year. Okay, he'll be alarmed. Yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I'm being very pessimistic, but I'd say you'd be lucky to get five. That's to be quite well. It's, if he gets five, then that's five. If it was a free transfer, <laughs> that's, five, that's five more than they would have got without him. So, it could yeah, be a free transfer. Why not? Oh, I love the free. You love that. You've got to have love the freeze, even yeah. though he's, he's, his salary would if be it's about for free. It's for me 400 grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, it, if it was what was it? If it's for free, it's for me. Yeah, there you go. Would you put him in your FPL team? Um, probably not. Well, probably not, not even touched no. his FPL team no. since the start of the season. No, he's already forgotten. I was going my top three, my three strikers. No Harlan, Kane, and who? And uh, Jesus. Jesus. Not even Mitrovic. Not even my boy Mitrovic. I know. Terrible. I should have really yeah. put him in there. But I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Can't win them all. Scoring, well, scoring we, we do have a, uh, a little hot tip from our uh, partners from FPL Addicts. Um, boys at FPL Addicts. So if you can go check them out on the APL Live app for their podcast. We'll just search... FPL addicts across all social media platforms to find them, but I'm sure uh, they're going to have a hot tip for us, and let's have a listen. What's going on, guys? It's FPL Rev here from the FPL Addicts podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Last week, we had a hot tip 
about an individual player, but this week's hot tip is about your team's structure for Fantasy Premier League. Last season, the defenders were doing so well, but this season, the defenders are not doing very well at all. So I want you to consider going to a 3-4-3 formation. Obviously, we have Erlen Haaland, but then there are four strikers who you could take any two of them and go for, like Gabriel Jesus, Isaac, Mitrovic, or even Ivan Toni from Brentford. So pair any two of them with the Nordic meat shield and watch the points roll in. Take that on board, Al. I think you need it. Um, so same with you, Mitch. I'm actually sitting third. So You're sitting third. Yeah, but sitting third. Not all of us have all day just to research players, <laughs> research you know past results. Excuses. We're busy. We're busy. Excuses. The gap is closing. By the way, the gap is closing between last happen. place and you. Or no, I'm not last place anymore. I'm like 26 or something. Uh, <laughs> 28. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's closing, right? I had a first. It's still early days. Well, the only way is up, realistically. Like Liverpool, the only way up it's like Liverpool, is up. I could still win the, win the league. <laughs> You're going to go 17 undefeated. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, I'm that confident I'm going to win it. Well, uh, who's winning your player of the week this week for match week six? Six. Who's our three votes? We'll start with six. Shall we? I think it's pretty. Next? I think we're all going to have the same. I think we. Well, actually, I'd be shocked if we do because we know that you will find a way to get a Liverpool player in there. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, three votes, Tony. You, you just can't. Yep. <laughs> His finishes were sublime. All all three of them, realistically, that especially the free kick. Yeah. And then to have the confidence to take on a few players from outside the box and then still dink it, is just ridiculous. Yeah. Two was the man that scored two, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. And then this one, he literally broke your heart, and this vote will break your heart, uh, Pickford. <laughs> he, he was worthy. He was worthy. So is that saying we're going to agree on those three? I've got exactly the same written yeah. down. Dead set, and I have not In even... In the same order? Yeah, we should Jeez. put this on. This must be the first this time, the first time This is the first time we've ever agreed, let alone actually pick the same players. Great minds think alike. I knew, there was, I knew there was hope in you, Mitch, so... <laughs> I've gone exactly the same. Yeah, no, you can't you can't really complain. Tony, Rashford, Pickford. Rashford, two goals. I'll give him two votes because, you know, Bobby Firmino did that last week and you didn't uh, didn't want to give him any No, uh, that's correct. Audits, and I stand by that too. Anyway, <laughs> Al? Yeah, I went with Tony. Did you? Did anyone take take him out of your, your FPL team? Never in there. Oh, yeah, he was never in there, unfortunately. He was one that I tossed out, but never, never just made the final. Got Pickford. Two, England's number one. That's why Shane we said about uh, Pope last week, but he came came back and said this this is my spot. Here we go for mm-hmm. the World Cup. Yep. Um, Ericsson number and one point because he ran the show in the midfield. I thought a little bit. I can he, ran the show. No, but he did he did well and his run for the setup for the third goal exactly. was fantastic out of a deep area and no clue how Arsenal didn't have that covered, but it was a very intelligent run. So no, that's, mm. that's and he, he rescued a goal as well, chalking off our. Martinelli's goal. Yeah, yeah the there it is. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Oh, he was the one that got fouled, wasn't he? Yeah. He, oh, that's all right. It's a, it's a contribution. It is. I don't mind that. <laughs> so he had two goal contributions. That's good. That's good. We, we did miss last week's uh, midweek football. Mm. I don't know if you guys have um, put this down on your sheets, I've, but I've do, do you have do you have your yep. three twos yep. and ones? Yep. Go on. I'll go with Highland. Three points. Perfect hat trick. Yep. Really? In fact, you should all you pretty should get all, all points. He's a, three, two, and one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll go with um, Romeo Lavia scored against Chelsea. Yeah, the winner. Right. The, well, I don't think was it the winner. I thought it was the first one. But uh, anyway, scored scored right. against Chelsea, beating them again. Southampton. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. one of the favourites to drop 
Um, and then my friend Mitrovic is, gets a point. I've, I've gone very similar, actually. I've gone well, I'm one either side of yours, so I've gone Holland obviously, with the three. I've gone two for Saka. I thought he was very good in, in the Arsenal's win, and he had an assist, and it's just his passing. He's, he's sort of really improving all facets of his game, mm-hmm. and it's really good to see. And, and for Arsenal, especially at his age, that midfield of theirs is going to be scary in two, three years when they're actually all hitting their peak, both physically and their ability to play. Yep. And their game intelligence won't even be at the level yet. And yeah, if they can keep good. those three or four together, it could be a very, very good Arsenal team, which uh, even for Alderby agreeing to says a lot. Yeah, they're good to watch. They're, you know. <laughs> and then obviously Mitrovic. And also for, also for Saka, he's, you know, World Cup year. Mm. Yeah. And it's clearly, he, he's, he's, yeah. And if he can, this confidence, if he can run that into the World Cup, mm. it, it yeah. can only be beneficial for England. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone, yeah, the same as you guys. So Erling Haaland, three votes, six goals in two halves of football, um, two consecutive halves. Pretty amazing. Uh, two votes, I've gone Mitrovic. Um, I just think he's been on fire. Scored again at the weekend. Scored yeah. again. And one vote that you guys have left out, Fabio Carvalho. The winner. I, the winner against yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, okay. I was going to put him down. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up and he was going to get up. <laughs> Oh, he deserves point. it. Come on, 19 in the, years in, old. In the 98th minute of so the If you're a young kid and you score a goal, you get a point. Oh, don't even start me on that. I can't <laughs> believe can people were actually complaining. No, no, no. Oh, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 because oh, what's-his-face was injured. Yeah. So, you know, he's... Nick Pope. Nick Pope was injured. And, I'm surprised he got up for this week. He had a very good game. He, he seemed pretty fit, didn't he? he for did. a guy that, even, you know, was suffering a lot of cramps. I'm not even entertaining this. It's just... Well deserved. Uh, I, that I'm, goal. I'm surprised no one put Rich, Richarlison down. Richie, my mm. new favourite number nine. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, especially being a Liverpool support, you love him, don't you? Oh yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I adore him. Um, but, <laughs> let's see what he let's see what he has uh, in store for the Champions League. Did, yeah, exactly. But he did score a goal, right? And it got chalked off. He did pull his top off, and he was celebrating against got booked against for who? It. Against yeah. oh. against Fulham. Hang on, coming from the bloke but, that literally the other week beat Bournemouth and got all excited my, and was like, we're the best. <laughs> my, my, my question, like, should he, he got booked for it. Shouldn't the, the yellow card be uh, rescinded as well? No, because he still took his shirt off, even mm. though it wasn't a goal. I mean, that is the most Richarlison thing to happen. But as for now, uh, that's a wrap for this week. And don't forget, you can follow all the Premier League action as well as all the other major leagues across Europe on EPL Live. We've got the Champions League kicking off and we'll be back again at that time to unpack all the action. But until then, Al, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. Enjoy the football.